This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the miniatures gaming companion podcast to Dice Over Everything, where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right, so let's get this started off with how we always do. What have you been up to for the hobby this week? Four minutes. So I... Let me choose one thing. Uh, I have been playing Mordheim, which has been surprisingly fun. So I basically joined a Mordheim league um, at the uh, local uh, store. And honestly, like, basically I just wanted to see how the game played because, you know, we played a lot of... um, Frostgrave, right? It's my favorite game. And I know that Mordheim was is part of the inspiration for Frostgrave. And so I wanted to, like, see what the big hubbub was, because also people who play 40... Not 40k, who play Warhammer, like, don't necessarily want to play Frostgrave. They want to play Mordheim, and I wanted to see why. So they, it turns out... Yeah. They want to stay in the GW environment, because that's where they feel safe? Yeah, I think so. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised because I, sh- I shouldn't be that, be that surprised, but it, more time is quite fun and good. And um, the gameplay itself is not, I don't think it's nearly as fun as Frostgrave because you're not uh, slinging spells all over the place. Mm-hmm. And there's not wandering monsters constantly coming in and the missions are not as interesting. There's only like... Yeah, the, some of the missions are okay actually, but they're overall not quite as interesting. But the theme of this of the game is definitely there and kind of dripping with that. Um, and the biggest thing uh, that people say is that the 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 building up your warband and the warband management and that whole like you know your warband members dying and things like that is really yeah. thick in the game. And yeah, I can that's... see why people really enjoyed it. Yeah, Frostgrave goes lighter on that and heavier on, like, your character, which is the wizard, like, improving themselves and their journey versus, like, your whole warband as, like, them improving. Your your guys in Frostgrave are slightly more throwaway. A lot more throwaway, actually. Mm -hmm. It's very, very painful when one of your guys dies at the start. (laughs) But, yeah, but uh, overall, I, I enjoyed it. It's quite good. Uh, I would recommend Mordheim if you can't get a hold of Frostgrape or if you hate wizards. Uh, mm-hmm. However, you you might be sad because your opponent, you know, a lot of the warbands in Mordheim have wizards, and you might be sad that your opponent has a bunch of wizards. Well, yeah, but, you don't get the setting you want if they don't go with the setting. I see that. <clears throat> yeah, and there's also, because it's kind of, um, it, it's actually a little bit surprising because even though it's a kind of a a finished game, as in, you know, it's no longer getting actively worked on, right? There's basically a bunch of patches to the game in 2005, and all of the subsequent patches that a lot of people feel like the game needs uh, were not done, because there's not really a community edition of Mordheim, which I'm surprised at. There's a website that everyone uses to get all of the uh, old files from from Mordheim, so there is, so there is like, a, a community hub site, but unlike Necromunda, it, uh, the old Necromunda, of course, not the crappy new one, um, there's no active work and community edition of Wardheim, which I, I find interesting. Oh it's, oh, it's not being worked on? They just sort of... Yeah. It was done a long time ago and just stopped? Um, there's no community edition. Uh, oh, maybe there just, is, but it just never got uptake. Oh, right? they just use the actual version. They don't... 
they yeah. haven't taken to improving and then, it. And then anytime anyone wants to play and decides that they want to play with more than the errata, they have to decide which of the common uh, house rules that you, you use. Well, that might not be too bad of a thing if you have like a list of house rules to choose from. That's yeah, it's it's harder, but it's out there. So I have been painting some third party Necrons, kind of like Deathmark mm-hmm. slash Immortals. And normally I paint NMM, so non-metallic metals, just with flat paints making it look shiny. But this time I've mm-hmm. gone and actually busted out the metallic paints for them because I don't know, just thinking of Necrons, you're like, no, they're they're metal all over and they're shiny. So I've decided to go with that. But for starting it off, there's not actually that much metallic paint on the model. I took the approach of you paint it sort of a similar undertone to what you want, which in this case I'm doing copper, so I went for a very reddish brown. And then just Mm -hmm. dry brush splotched all over it the actual metallic color, so it's got like a dirty look to it rather than a clean look. Is it metallic copper? Yep. Cool. So that's been sort of interesting going back to that method of painting metals yeah, uh, it's fun to like switch it up, right? This is a hobby, uh, after all. So like, mm-hmm. we're not always trying to blow blow everyone's socks off and try to do the, the perfect thing. Sometimes it's just fun to do something different because it's different. Yep, pretty much just experimenting with things. All right, so shall we shall we go to some deep questions for our deep thoughts? Yeah, sure. I I have one. Okay, so speaking of metallics, um. I have been looking at this paint that has been at the store. It's called the chrome paint. And the reason why I became interested in chrome paint is because I bought a chrome pen from, was it, I don't know, one of the art stores. And I paint, put it on a miniature just to test. And it was really good. I was so, really impressed at the, the level of shiny and chrome ness But if it's a pen, how do you get in, like, into the nooks and crannies? Is it just for uh, edge well, highlighting? I just used the... It's like a marker, actually. Uh-huh. And so I just drew it on on a, on a weapon part. And I was really impressed with the shininess. So... And now there's a paint. Like, there's a the paint which, which would allow you to be more careful about how you, you, you put it on, right? So I guess my question is, what do you think about using chrome paint? Four minutes. Hmm. So I have not tried that before but i think if you're i believe we've probably had this discussion a couple times from different angles but i think for the bigger the miniature goes the more that actual metallics start to work on the mini because just how light behaves at bigger scales you don't have to accentuate things as hard so when you get to the size of something like a gundam or that Mm -hmm. or just anything like 75 millimeters or taller I think the chrome could be a fun thing to use, but I can see people being tempted just to leave all the chrome by itself and just be like, oh yeah, it has all the reflections it wants in it. But for miniatures, I think you want to punch it up by going like super dark, like actually paint black lining to it, do like shades that go non-metallic in it, but you know, maybe just use washes that are translucent to leave some of it showing through. And then on top of that, do some like interesting color tints over it, like translucent paints. Get some reds in there, blues in there, or whatever really, but something saturated, just to tint the thing to give more interest to it. Like don't yeah. don't just try and let it operate on its own. I think that's gonna just look boring and flat. The for smaller models, I don't think it's gonna show up 
I'd be worried it wouldn't show up properly on like super tiny surfaces. So I I would reserve it for bigger stuff. Okay. Um, the thing that I was impressed on though is that you know shininess is like it really was reflected like a mirror. Mm-hmm. And so it actually did kind of work. You know when you generally have like paint pigments, it's flaky, right? Because it's actually flakes. Yep. So it doesn't look quite right. Um, but of course, things have gotten better as the as the flakes uh, have gotten smaller, right? The technology has improved. But the Chrome stuff is like really good. And I, I do wonder if if it actually, if you could actually have it work. Uh, but I don't really, like, I guess the, the one of the issues is that I don't think a lot of armor, when you think about historically, I'm not sure how much of it is actually going to be that shiny, right? Like, when you watch movies or something like that, you see a lot of super shiny armor. I feel like that's a lot, like, ceremonial armor because the things we have left from back in the day was ceremonial armor. Like, why would you polish your armor up to be a mirror? Mm-hmm. And like, you drag it just... through a battlefield, it's not going to be mirror polished anymore. Only, like, exactly. the, only the captain who has, like, like surfs all over to shine his armor and polish yeah. it every day is going to have that. And you're... And your sword is going to be, like, mirror glinting. Like, you can see your reflection in your sword. Is that really true? Like, I feel like a lot of blades now have that, but I don't know uh, how often that would actually be in back in the day. Yeah, like, so, they didn't have stainless steel blades they had. They just sharpened yeah. the edge to, to get to work. So, to me, like, the chrome, I wonder if it makes more sense. I guess maybe it'll make more sense in a science fiction kind of models. Maybe, I'll, maybe I will think about... Painting, I, I think, though, it will work at that scale because it's so good and because, you know, like, reflection at that scale makes more sense. So I, I, I'm going to buy it, basically. The, the paint you is have, 40 bucks though, eh, or something like that. Holy crap. Do you have Gundam sitting around to paint to try this out? No, no, no. I'm going to use miniatures. Okay. I do have Gundams, but I, don't want, I wouldn't want to put them on Gundams. Gundams oh. are cartoons, right? So when you make Gundams look realistic, they should look like cartoons. Hmm. That's my opinion. Okay. I just feel like the surface is big enough and it's futuristic enough that someone would be crazy enough, just like how people make chrome cars these days. Like, oh, I just have a chrome Gundam. I don't know. Yeah, you you could. You could do that. I just feel like, I don't know if that, that wouldn't be for me, basically. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, we're starting to talk about this for too long. The dice have decided we should stop. Yes, we should. So, all right, I think I'll go to something topical for, well, no, it's topic could be topical for different people in different parts of the world at different times. So sure. we just signed up for Adepticon a couple weeks ago, and I know you just went yeah. through the, the hotel lobby or the hotel lottery for getting into Gen Con this morning, which I guess I'm probably yeah. not going to. But my question uh, about you're that... You're revealing all this personal stuff, and now you can place this better people will know if they go to gen con the exact day that this was filmed on mm-hmm. they don't know what year it is you know oh that's true that is true this mm-hmm. we could we could post it really late like really late <laughs> yeah anyhow so the question from that is what's your number one priority in what makes you decide you want to go to a particular con all right 
Four minutes. So this is the last one. Oh, my number one four. priority. Dreaded four four four. Um, I guess the number one is that I I can go with some friends. This is a vacation after all, so you need to be going with people that you like or to have fun, right? So like technically. The people that I'm going to these cons for, the number one thing is that I'm going with people that I would go on any vacation with. Do you know what I mean? That would be my number one thing. All right, so your goal is not... The problem is you only ask for the number one thing. There's a lot of other things that go into it, but that's definitely number one. Going on vacation with friends, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, we're not supposed to have an entire... This could be a whole, like, a long-form episode. There's nothing against Uh, that. Choosing, yeah, choosing your trip to go on a, to a con, yeah, that'd be awesome. We could go through all the different things. But that was my number one thing. How about you? We can wrap around if we need to. I can talk yeah. about more stuff. Yeah, I suppose we could. I don't even know if I necessarily... How do you know that that's your friend that you actually like to go on vacation with mm-hmm. before you've ever gone on a vacation with them? You don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's just that the convention, like, has a major hosting of the game I really like playing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, that's that's how we've decided for every con we've gone to in the past. Like, when we were playing War Machine before, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, okay, there's some big major War Machine going on in Rhode Island. I think it's called Captain mm-hmm. Con now, but do you remember its previous name? Steampunk Steam. Con or something? It was know. very steampunk focused because it had all the cosplayers yeah. and that. It had a name similar yeah. to it that. It was originally, I think, a steampunk convention, and then War mm-hmm. Machine became so big it took over more than half the convention. And they're like, oh, that's cool, but also not as cool. Yeah, well, you know, you but could. It's have... probably fine now because, you know, War Machine died down again. So. Yeah, I have no idea what they do at Captain Con now. They're probably the old stuff. The cool, the, 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 they went back to the roots, I assume. Mm, I think they sell a lot of gaming there. <laughs> Anyhow, but just from my experience in like going to cons, like, okay, do they have events going on for the game I really like? And then I think secondly, I try to convince other people to go join into it, which, you know, if you've got people who you play the game with, it gets easier. So I think that's, I think that's my number one convention. <laughs> Priority. So you're repeating my number one as the second thing. Yeah, if you can't, like, okay. you have to have a few. Because, certain... you know, the question was, what is your top one, not your yeah, top yeah. two? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, oh, this is cool because of this first. <laughs> and okay. then then I work on getting the people to yeah. go. You know, you know what? It's fair because uh, it, we're talking about specifically for the con, I guess. So does that mean that? I was mostly going to conventions that you wanted to go to. <laughs> I was like, oh, you you want to go to a, a, a convention? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Because the way that we, we talked about it makes it sound like that was the, the direction. But I feel like I often was the one asking you to go. So it must have been a third person who was like, let's go to the convention. Mm, it could be. But I don't know if they're were do you, they more do you remember? about the game. What was, we don't do even remember? know them. They're not here, Sorry, so we you, can't ask what their priority is. <laughs> Well, for Adepticon, it was just like we're going just the two of us, right? And then we turned out we have a bunch of other uh, uh, guys in in the community that we know are going. But like, do you remember who who first decided to go? Was it you or me, or so we just have been talking about it a long time? I think we just talked about going to Adepticon for years, and we're just like, oh, okay, this is the year. So who mm-hmm. raised it first though this year? Do you remember? No, neither do I. Oh well. <laughs> But either way, if it didn't have I'm just games... going to assume it's me. Mm-hmm. 
Because you want to go to conventions <laughs> more because you're going to two? I am fair. going to two. Yeah, I'm going to go to Gen Con as well. This is this is the year, man, because um, I said that I wouldn't go to uh, conventions while Donald Trump was uh, president. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't go for long after that because, you know, COVID was, was there as well. Um, and now, though, you know, the the, ele- the election is around the corner, so I've got to start going <laughs> going while I can before, you know, Donald Trump is president again. Mm-hmm. All right. We, we can revisit that prediction. Was that, was that too much politics? I don't like Donald Trump. But, like, I didn't like him from The Apprentice, so it was pre-whatever <laughs> pre he did as, a pre- as president. I don't know if that helps or not. Uh, so you to like make it less political? You only like fake villain roles, not real villain roles. I get it. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see if we, we create a topic about villains in a future podcast. All right. All right. So that was our podcast uh, for today. Uh, if you have any questions you want us to answer, you can uh, send them to us at contact at Dice Over Everything. Yeah, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.